0: You know, I got some really important advice for USC head basketball coach Andy Enfield heading into this matchup this weekend between the Bruins and the Trojans. And Andy, look, I know you're listening to this episode of Locked On Bruins, or at least I'm assuming you are because I know you have some time to check in with us here on Locked On Bruins. And by the way, might I add, would you mind hitting that subscribe button? I wanted to send out a warm invitation out to you to see if you'd like to Maybe take part in the program at one point, or at least listen to the show. And that goes for anybody, obviously, our listeners, because you might just be stopping by, looking at content, Bruin podcast-related, heading into this big game with so much on the line. But, you know, make this the poly Pavilion of your Bruin sports podcast. Subscribe to the show, just like Andy Enfield is. Wink, wink. And look, before I give you and I tell Andy directly what... I think the advice is to him for this game. I want you to know that this is not some treasonous activity because I in no way want to give a leg up in the competition to the Trojans because, first of all, I work at UCLA. My mom graduated from UCLA. My grandpa went to UCLA. My dad met my mom at UCLA. So with all of that lineage there... It would be foolish of me to not want the Bruins to do well. And that's exactly what I want. But as someone who cares about a fellow man, who tries to be nice to everybody, I'm going to say this. When I give the advice, it's with air quotes because it's not really advice. But here we go anyway. And Andy, obviously, since I know you're listening, I'll direct this to you right at you. And that is, don't... Spend your time as you prepare for this game watching the tape from your win against the Bruins in January, that game, because you're not going to glean a whole lot of information that's going to help you in this next matchup. I don't know if you're aware. I'm assuming maybe you are. You know what they say about people who assume, but I'm presuming that you might have heard about what the Bruins have done recently. Not one win in a row, not two or three or four or five or six or or now it's seven. You might have heard about that. And so it's what I like to call a rapid transformation, that makeover that you always wanted. And that's why you can't really take a whole lot of information from that that will help you in this game. So from someone who's just looking out for his fellow man, Andy don't worry about that stuff. Don't go back to that game because that game, all it does is feed the ego of the Trojans. But look, Mick Cronin has found a way to limit the ego and that's feeding the wins. So take that. Uh, so let's get into it here. This is Locked on Bruins. I'm Brian Fenley. Brand new episode for you on a Friday. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you are, Getting all your arrangements figured out to where you're going to watch this Bruins-Trojans game. Maybe you're going to be at Galen Center and enter enemy territory. And if you are going to be there, let me know. I would love to hear what that experience was like for you being at USC and taking in this game. And if you're comfortable with it, I'd love to share your experience on on the episode letter or excuse me at the beginning of next week here what you, your, your thoughts are my email is locked, locked on bruins at gmail.com locked on bruins at gmail.com my twitter is at brian fenley brian with a y f-e-n L-E-Y. So let's start to arrange what you can expect on this episode of Locked On Bruins. I'm going to relay you some of the revealing comments from Tracy Murray on the Bruin Insider Show as it relates to the current state of the Bruins, what he thinks about this rivalry tilt between, yes, the Trojans and the Bruins, and other pertinent matters about the team. We'll get that to you, some quotes from Tracy Murray. Also, I know it's a little bit painful to bring up again, but I think it's important to at least... Point out what happened when we lost to the Trojans back in January from the perspective of what we can learn from that. Because I think the Bruins have a lot more to learn from that game than USC does as far as helping get ready for this next matchup. So there's that. And then my final part, which obviously is saving the best for the last, is my keys to the game, which is where I give you my three keys. And they will most likely. Actually, they will. I'll I'll be a little bit more confident with myself there. They will be the ultimate difference makers as to who is the victor in this game. And look, I know I've said this before, but what I say on those three keys to the game have been very much spot on. And look, I'm not trying to brag unless I am. But let's start with what happened when these two went after it. In January, obviously, the Trojans won Andy Enfield after the game. He talked about how well his team was able to take care of the ball. Now, one of the Trojan stars, he's a guy who's predicted to be a lottery pick in the upcoming NBA draft. That if he decides to go, which I don't know why he wouldn't, but Onyeku Okongwu had a, a very uh, substandard game in that one against the Bruins. He got into some foul trouble. And the Bruins were able to limit his post touches, front him pretty well, and keep him off the boards for the most part. The problem was there were other guys on the Trojans that, that did big things and, and hurt UCLA. One of them, <clears throat> Nick Rakosevich, and he's done that to us a whole lot, and we'll get into that as well, how Tracy Murray, what he calls Rakocevic, over his tenure, at USC as far as his history against the Bruins. But look, Rukosevich had a great game once again. He had 17-14. and But what stands out to me, and this was a quote from Mick Cronin after that game, is that he called his defense in the second half as bad as it gets. He he, he said that there were those back-breaking threes, and, and those were killer. Those were killer, and it was like... The Bruins were playing with an NBA shot clock. It was like they thought, all right, well, we can give our full energy for 24 seconds, and then we get the ball back, right? No, that's not exactly what happens. You, you have to wait a little bit longer. The shot clock is longer in college. And USC, right when you thought you had them where you wanted to, they nail a three, and it's just very disheartening for UCLA and in their hopes of coming back, McRoryn also said that his guys were not able to stay in front of the USC drivers into the paint and weren't great there as far as rotations, which is one reason and one thing we have not heard him utter in a little bit, in a while, a couple of weeks. He is not going into these post game press conferences saying stuff about simple stuff like we can't stay in front of our man. Like talk about a a sign there of growth. That's not the problem anymore. We're getting in front of our guys, and we're doing a whole heck of a lot better on defense as a whole, collectively. So with that, you you have Rakosevic, and that is going to be one of my keys to the game. And I will tease that, and I did think that you would expect that. But I'll tell you why, from a variety of different perspectives, why Rakosevic is going to be the biggest difference in this game. I mean, if he has a big game, Trojans most likely winning. If he's limited, a ticket for a Bruin win. All right, coming up next, I will pass along some of the revealing remarks from Tracy Murray as far as what he thinks about the state of affairs for this Bruin basketball team. Mark Tracy Murray, Bruin basketball legend, as one of the many who has never in their basketball lives seen anything like what the Bruins have done to finish out this regular season? Obviously, one game left in the regular season, but the turnaround that has been so spectacular. And and Tracy said on Tuesday on the Bruin Insider show, you know, this is a guy who spent over ten years in the NBA, had a storied career with UCLA, has been a coach in the NBA, and he has said in all of his years connected with the game of basketball. He has never seen a team do such a thing like this within a season have such a rapid turnaround and comeback story. And so that's saying something. This is not something that you hear even on a year-to-year basis within top tier college basketball. Andy Katz, who I've mentioned is a college basketball insider, interviewed one of the Trojan stars in Jonah Matthews this week and Katz asked Jonah about the Bruins and, and why they're playing well, and he said, quote, the Mick Cronin DNA from Cincinnati definitely translated to the Bruins, and it has certainly resonated on the mind of Tracy Murray. He said that it's kind of becoming that ultimate movie story, something that was scripted in Disneyland where you would only see it in Hollywood. It's almost that unbelievable to think that it happened in real life except it is believable which makes it a movie making enterprise because of just how unique the situation is and it stems Murray said by just the way these guys are playing the heart out there he talked about the grit and grind which is when I lived in Memphis that's obviously the, the term the Memphis Grizzlies had when they had Zach Randolph, Tony Allen, Mike Connolly, and Marcus Saul. But look, that's the physicality that you want to play with. And Tracy went on to say that any team that has to face UCLA in the NCAA tournament is going to regret it. He said you don't want to draw UCLA in the in the first round of the NCAA. And then I got to asking Tracy about Jake Kyman. And if you've looked at his play, the last three games it's been really good and he's been making his threes he's made nine threes over his last three games Tracy dubbed Kyman is that in case of emergency break open guy which I found a fascinating way to describe him because it's so true when the offense gets stale and they can't get the ball into the paint this is Kyman's turn to generate some hope in the offense and I was at the game on Thursday, last Thursday, when the Bruins got that epic three-point shooting clinic from Kyman, which was so badly needed for UCLA because at that point, they were unable to score anything. I mean, they were bogged down by turnovers, could not get the ball in the paint, were down by double digits, and here comes Jay Kyman saving the day with his precise shooting from all over the courts, And then I said, Tracy, what is this matchup like, the rivalry matchup? Like, how do the players view this, USC, UCLA? And he said, if you're a Bruin, you got to view this as one of those games where it's you win or you don't go home. And, uh, don't go home, he said, for the sake of embarrassment, you don't want to lose this game because if you're walking around campus – and you have that stigma attached to you that you lost to the Trojans, people are going to look at you sideways. So there's that. Coming up on the other side, why Tracy Murray calls Nick Rokosevich a Bruin killer as UCLA tries to make it eight wins in a row when they score off with USC this weekend. Picture your taste buds enjoying your favorite desserts. That is the same thing as listening to my keys to the game. I save the best for the last like a dessert. And this segment is basically deliciousness to your ears. So let's get right into it. My three keys. Number one being stopping Nick Rakosevich. Tracy Murray, just a couple days ago, he called Nick Rakosevich a Bruin killer. Murray went on to say he's done something to kill the Bruins over the years, whether it's a big block or a rebound, a big free throw make, or a big game. He's always done something to hurt the Bruins in a major way. And Mick Cronin obviously agreeing with Tracy Murray and how he feels about Rokosevich because Cronin, he said it in a joking manner, but at the same time, it's probably, probably the truth in that Cronin said he woke up this week at 5 a.m. on Wednesday And there was an image in his mind of Rakosevic getting a rebound in a dream and that he proceeded to yell at Chris Smith for not boxing out Rakosevic. So when you're in the head coach of the opposition's dreams, then you know that maybe you should be included in the keys to the game. Just saying, just a thought out there as I pick my three keys to the game. And during the last meeting between these two, Rikosevich had a had a big game, and Cronin afterwards was asked about why UCLA's defense could not inhibit what Rokosevic was doing. And he said, you know, the the problem was for his team is they wanted to get the ball out of his hands, but the defense was not at a point where they had to force him to pass. So he was able to attack and do his own thing and basically the defense did not do their job, so there's that. All right, second one here, and it's going to be important. I think foul trouble will be a tremendous difference maker in this one because knowing the physicality between these two teams and their insistence in trying to score in the paint with all the bigs on either side... I think that you're going to see guys get fouled a whole lot and you're going to have to play down a couple guys because they're going to be guys who are going to foul out in this game. And I think that what this could translate to is this game relying on free throws down the stretch. USC is not a great free throw shooting team, not in the least bit. So if it comes down to foul trouble and free throws, I don't really have a whole lot of confidence in USC to hold up their share of the bargain. But I will say that if you want somebody on the free throw line right now and if you're UCLA, there's really no better person than Cody Riley, no better player to take those shots who has spent more time in the gym working on his free throws than any other person on his team, according to Mick Cronin. So keep an eye on the foul trouble. Obviously, this is going to be a side effect of the just – Muscular, grind it out, pound it in the paint kind of game we're going to see between these two squads, and then the last one here is the turnover issue. That is going to be big because you have to force these these Trojans into turnovers. When you can do that, like any team, you limit their effectiveness. But the Trojans, as I said earlier have right now averaged, I think they're right around 15 or 14.6 turnovers per game. So let's round up for the purposes of illustrating my point. 15 turnovers per game is what the Trojans are barfing up as far as turnovers. And what has been a constant dilemma for them is being able to dissect full court press looks. And a lot of that has to do with their young guard play. Now, they do have some good guard play that can shoot it, like Daniel Utomi, Jonah Matthews. Those guys are incredible. And Utomi, according to Enfield, he said he's having an exceptional second half of the season. And Utomi said recently that if he's in a game and he hits a three-pointer early on, that that is a premonition for him having a big game. So we don't want to see him have a big game. And obviously that's more than three keys because that's a fourth. But my third is obviously centering around the turnovers. Can we fluster USC and make it hard for them to bring it up the court? I mean, that, as simple as that is, that could be an issue because this Trojans team seemingly gets very nervous when trying to take the ball up the court and ball handling is not their strong suit so can we force turnovers which inhibits their ability to set up their half court offense and speaking of ball handlers let's try to slow down Daniel Utomi, Jonah Matthews those guys can light it up from three in a hurry they've done it against the Bruins before so if I'm going to cheat and use a fourth key to the game or a little footnote underneath the turnovers, it's turnovers, which means turn it up as well defensively on Utomi and Matthews and try to contest every three-point shot. Get a hand in their face at least. That is the least you can do against those guys because, as Mick Cronin said, some of those Trojans hit back-breaking threes against UCLA. In their first meeting back in January which feels like a whole generation ago at the same time you might think well that feels like it was yesterday but based upon how contrasting both ends of this season have been for UCLA it's so long ago it feels like when the Bruins were stuck in 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 marred in their own struggles because It feels like a different season, but it's the same season. Appreciate you all checking out the podcast. Let me know if you're at the game. Would love to hear what the environment is like on Saturday. Reach out to me, lockdownbruins at gmail.com. My Twitter is also at Brian Fenley, Brian with a Y. You can follow me there. I will be calling some UCLA Beach Volleyball this weekend, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. There's a stream up on the school's website, so I'll be a part of that, which will be fun. I'll do that with some other folks, and it's going to be a really fun thing as the Bruins in the beach volleyball world are hosting a bunch of Pac-12 teams this weekend. I'll also be on Fox Sports Radio from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. Friday into Saturday, that Pacific time, and then also 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. Saturday into Sunday, and that, of course, would be Pacific time so I'll be all over the place check out my stuff my work and go Bruins big game on Saturday they tip off at 12 15.